can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. I have an update from a listener about JLo, right? Because obviously we've spoken a lot about JLo on this podcast, like probably a little bit too much, but we're not obsessed or anything. Like we actually really are. We are obsessed. She sent us a DM and she said, I noticed you've talked about JLo a bit. A bit meaning a lot. Yeah. And I read something interesting. She sleeps on her back every single night and has like a barricade of pillows around her so she doesn't accidentally sleep on her side or front or anything to put pressure on her face and decolletage. It's so crazy. I love her skin. She said she read that somewhere and like I've never read that. I did not know that that was her secret. Now that makes a lot of sense because I sleep on my face and that is a real issue. Like I sleep on my tummy. So I'm always, I'm always squishing my face, but you have some other updates for us. Yeah. So, um, because obviously we've gone into state, what are we? We're, we're in step. I don't know what we are. We're in, in hell. Anyway, we're, we're in hell, but we're allowed to <laughs> yeah. socialize outside with a friend. So I actually, you're have- allowed to go for a picnic. Yeah. Outside. So I think the dating's back on the cards, I reckon, because you can do that. Yeah. It's safer than pretending a random's your intimate partner and then having them over to your house. Yeah. I do not recommend that like <laughs> so at least you can like vibe out if they're you know not a serial killer so. I feel like you must have a lot of talent within 5k's look this is where like Bumble and Hinge and Tinder mm. they were ahead of their game in having a radius yeah totally situation on their apps because we weren't to know that we were going to be limited by 5k's so it's really actually quite handy for everyone that uses <laughs> dating apps I don't know if you guys know but I've been so desperate for Ben and Jerry's. Is this you screaming out for a sponsorship? <laughs> this is me hoping that I get free Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's. I knew it. I have a very, very serious issue with your company and I'd like you to, um, oh. no, just joking. Oh, what's the problem? No, oh. I just, I've been trying to order half-baked on Uber Eats mm. and it's bloody sold out, sold out everywhere. We'll consider this a formal complaint to <laughs> Uber Eats and Ben and Jerry's. We take our snacks very seriously. This podcast is like dating snacks and and a side of beauty, like yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would love for you to send me a big package of, you know, I may as well, I'm going to manifest it and put, put it out into the universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what we do best. Anyway, we have an episode to get to today. What are we talking about today, Hannah? All right. So on this episode, we have, we're really introducing our third co-host, Amy, who is from our team, she is coming on to chat about thigh chafing and she'll be back on a bonus episode. Is that in a couple of weeks, Joe? Yeah. We'll get to meet Amy. We're also speaking to Jay Edwards. He is kind of the king of colour, the king of future-proof hair colour. Um, I'm really butchering this. And then the products <laughs> we didn't know we needed. <laughs> I'll just let you roll with yeah. it. <laughs> I totally butchered that. But, hey, it's real and authentic. Hey. So hashtag authentic. <laughs> 
So we are so, so excited to have Amy joining us on the podcast. Everyone will really get to know Amy in the coming weeks because Amy is going to be taking over one of the bonus episodes. I guess for those of you that don't know Amy, maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, hi there. I feel like everything you need to know about me can be summed up by the fact that my first appearance on this podcast is to talk about thigh chain. <laughs> so true. <laughs> but um, I'm the senior editor at a door so you can see my face and read my words road testing lots of different stuff on our beauty iq platform so definitely check it out um but you may also recognize my voice formerly i was at mama mia and on the you beauty podcast so i'm so excited to be back behind the mic yes we love you beauty i think that's sort of how i first got introduced to you but i love your tried and tested so if anyone's interested in seeing those it's adorebeauty.com.au slash Beauty IQ. You'll see Amy's face and all of her recommendations all over all the articles. So we're really excited to have you on to talk about. Do you know it's so funny that you said that because my first cringy combo was bum hair, which was my <laughs> like basically I I pitched it to Joe and I was like, Joe, we should totally talk about the anus add-on. <gasps> and so we've got you on today to talk about thigh chafing. I am I'm a I'm a hiker, so I'm very well acquainted with thigh chafing. But I think you had a bit of a funny story to share with us. Oh Lord, I have been having, let's say like thigh chafe, under bra strap chafe, underarm chafe, even like groin chafe all the chafe um, for a long time. And that just comes with being someone who has thighs that happen to rub together. I don't have a gap, unfortunately. Me either. Um, <laughs> Me either. I don't like this whole, th- that thigh gap ridiculousness. Yes, I think I will be coming back with a thigh gap in my next life. Um, <laughs> but so last year when back when we could travel, I went to Singapore with my partner. And as anyone that has been to Singapore would know, it is sweaty AF so humid. I was basically just walking around like a puddle the entire time. Hannah, as you know, I generally only wear skirts. I don't know. This is just my thing. I was going to say for people that are listening, Amy's obsession with leopard print skirts (laughs) is like my obsession with Aldi panty liners. I, I don't really wear skirts. So I guess I don't experience as much chafing now as I probably used to because I've always got like Lululemon fabric in between, which is like helps with the chafing. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, I also wanted to look stylish while I was traveling. I didn't want to just be like in a t-shirt and like, I I don't particularly think I look that great in activewear. So I was like, I want to wear my skirts around Big mistake. I had le- the driest, reddest sore thighs ever. And I think even at one point, my partner and I were out sightseeing and I just started crying like in the middle oh. of the street because the chafe was that bad. And I was like, I don't even know if I can make it back to the hotel. He, you know, he's a boy. He's never had thigh chafe. I was like, you don't understand <laughs> how bad this is. My clearest memory of thigh chafe was when I was hiking when I was younger and I, we did like a seven-day hike and the sweat – and the bare legs hiking back and forth and oh. back and forth. It was like red, red raw, <laughs> like totally red raw. So I feel ya. That triggers me. And I also just want to shout out to anyone else that gets like underarm bra strap chafe. 
because, you know, that is a thing and I get it kind of on my, sometimes I call it my second boob. It's like the extra bit of <laughs> breast tissue that's like next to my boob under under my arm. I get it so bad with my bra band and even at work when I used to be in an office, I'd just take my bra off at three o'clock and then I'd go to catch the train home and realise I was kind of like free balling. <laughs> love that for you I like have so much respect for that because I can't even go to sleep free balling like I have to wear a crop top to bed which I I always wanted to know like if you should let your boobs like breathe overnight I feel like maybe that could be more of like a you need that sense of security yes I like to be all strapped in (laughs) at all times I don't understand these people that sleep naked. I remember I went to Bali with my ex-boyfriend. He was like, let's sleep naked. And I was like, what? I lay awake the entire night. I could not sleep. Like I was like, it's not natural to me to sleep naked. (laughs) I think I'd argue there's nothing more natural than sleeping naked. (laughs) Back to thigh shape. Yeah. So I would really like to know, I guess you've, you've tried and tested a lot of different things. Let's hear what are your top products? Okay. So I am going to talk to you about four products. Three are not stock to the jaw and one is. We love that. And, we um, talk. Yes. <laughs> you know how much we love pharmacy brands that you can't get at a door. <laughs> One's a pharmacy brand and actually two are from small Aussie businesses run by women. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about that. So the first, I I brought all four of these with me to Singapore and I still use them. I mean, I'm hardly leaving the house now, so I'm not really using them now. But come summer, I will be all about these. The first is kind of like the ultimate thigh chafe product. It's called Neat 3B Action Cream. And um, you can get it at the pharmacy. It's between 15, 20 bucks. Um, I get it in a big tub and it literally says on the tub, it's for between and beneath breasts, buttocks and legs. And this cream, it's essentially a thick kind of almost glue textured barrier cream that you put on your skin wherever you chafe and what it does is it sits on top of the skin and so then your legs or your arms whatever can just glide together like you're ice skating or something it's absolutely magic I have another option that's for when you've you know you've stuffed up you've got the chafe it's too late now but you still need to live your life and go outside so the second product I use so it's either le joie or le joie any French speakers (laughs) so it's called calm or carme Um, and this is created by an Aussie woman she started her own business and she's formulated this all-natural soothing preventative chafing cream for sensitive areas so you can use it on your breasts you can use it on your nipples if you ever have any nipple chafing inner thighs bikini areas so like you know the the bits where sometimes if it's a really stinking humid day and your undies are sweaty like it helps for that because it's all natural you can use it on already chafed skin which you can't use the other one on mm, that because that would burn yeah like kind of give you yeah and it doesn't it doesn't help the skin heal whereas this one does 
And then my third product, I've actually got it here for a bit of show and tell, is a very sexy pair of shorts that you can wear under your skirt or your dress. You're saying they're sexy, like you're being like a little bit sarcastic, (laughs) but they actually are leopard print. I love leopard print. I think there's nothing sexier. I don't know about the brown crotch area, (laughs) but like I would prefer like if it was all leopard because then I, I would wear those as like bike shorts. Yeah, they basically look like Kim Kardashian bike shorts, except they've got this bit, this brown bit of the crotch that's like riding pants or something, like if you were going horse riding. So these ones um, that I wear, they're called Petty Pants, so P-E-T-T-I Pants by Missy Massey. This is another female-owned Aussie small business. They're basically like bike shorts, except the problem with bike shorts, if you have, you know, thick thighs or um, your plus size, is they always ride up and that does nothing if you're trying to prevent thigh chafing. So these ones, they're like a really thin, stretchy, silky material. They probably cut off just above the knee and literally it's just it just protects the skin there. And so, again, you're gliding around all day like you're walking on silk. Can you put a panty liner in there, though? (laughs) You probably could, to be fair. Oh, yeah, in that brown crotch section. That makes sense. I usually wear undies underneath because if okay, I want to yeah. get like two days wear out of it before I yeah, put it yeah, in the yeah. wash yeah. I, and you can get them in all different prints. You don't have to get leopard print. You can get like, you know, skin tone and whatnot, but they're great. And then my last product recommendation is something to help with the texture of your skin between your thighs or wherever you get chafing because, you know, I get a bit of folliculitis, like blocked pores, blocked hair follicles and the skin between my thighs just from like a decade and a half of chafing the skin is like almost a different color. Like it's a bit pigmented, it's rough, it's bumpy. So what I do is I use the Institute Glycolic Cleanser, which is a face cleanser, but it's really awesome to use, you know, alpha hydroxy acids, beta hydroxy acids on your body to help with things like, yeah, blocked pores, even like, you know, back knee or butt knee, like you can use it for those things. So I use this in the shower. I probably use it once a week when I do my hair mask. I basically use it like a body wash on my thighs, bum, in between the legs, obviously, you know, it's not for delicate areas. Yeah. So those are my, you know, tried and tested thigh chafe products. Very nice. Well, thank you, Amy, for joining us for our, your first cringy combo. We'll see you again in the coming weeks. Well, we'll hear you again in the coming weeks. So thanks for coming on. Thank you, Hannah. So who better to join us to talk about hair colour than the king of future-proof hair colour himself and owner of Edwards & Co Salons, Jay Edwards. Welcome to the show, Jay. Hi, thank you for having me. Because this segment is all around maintaining coloured hair, Can we first touch on what factors actually cause colour fading? Are there certain things that we're all doing to our hair that are impacting our colour? Yeah, absolutely. There's actually so many things that like we don't actually realise that cause colour fadage, right? So first and foremost, like seasonal changes. Like seasonal changes cause the most amount of colour fadage. Um, When we're like leading into summer and everyone's outside and it's in a really warm climate, colour fades incredibly quickly especially when we're like swimming in the ocean or swimming in chlorinated pools, like salt and chlorine, they are corrosives, right? So they're corroding away your color the more often you swim. Another one is like incorrect product prescription. So if you're using like a not great quality product that will allow your fade color to fade more quickly, it probably won't make your color fade quickly, but it will allow it to fade quickly. And then a really important one is excessive heat styling. 
So if you're like really going ham on like the iron or the curler, that's going to fade your color really quickly. In particularly brunettes, it'll make your brunette go warm. And for blondes, it'll make them go brassy. It's almost like, you know, when you burn something and it goes mm. warm, like it changes in color. Yeah. That's what will happen with your hair, right? Is that why I've got red hair? I hate the brassy red hair. Maybe. Are you blow-drying your hair a lot? I do straighten it, like, a lot. Yeah, that's probably why. Absolutely. And then another one is washing your hair too frequently. You know, we really only need to wash our hair, like, max every three days. I understand some people go to the gym and do yoga and stuff like that, but that's where dry shampoo comes in handy. So if you're washing it too often, that'll also allow the color to fade quite quickly too. Mm. We had Natalie Ann on a previous episode and we discussed salon versus supermarket hair care. And we also asked for her thoughts on color care products and whether they were important. What's your view on color protection products? I don't really see, like, you know, you go to a hair salon, you spend anywhere from $300 up to six, dollars $700 on your hair. Why would you then go and buy a $5 bottle of shampoo and put that on your $700 color? Blows my mind that people still do it, don't understand it. Color protection products, like it's, they're an absolute must. I just don't see why it wouldn't be a must or why that wouldn't be in someone's like first thought after they've spent all that money on their hair. Mm. <laughs> what kind of ingredients will you find in or not find in color protection products? Sodium lauryl sulfate, like that's a, that's a major one. That just is a, a filler in products. So the moment you use that, you're just putting crap on your hair and that's what allows the color to fade quickly. It's not really protecting it. And, you know, silicon comes in like all different forms, right? There's water-soluble and then there's non-water-soluble. So a non-water-soluble silicon will build up and build up and build up and just dull your colour down. Mm -hmm. And can that also impact the colour process when you go back to have your colour redone? Absolutely. So silicon especially, because if you imagine, right, it's a plastic so when you keep using it and using it and using it and it's like wrapping around the hair over and over again and then you go and apply a really strong chemical like bleach onto that and then that heats up, it's obviously going to cause a chemical reaction, right? Mm, so that's why okay. like, there's a few brands come to mind at the moment with that, with that happening a lot. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, it can be very traumatizing because firstly it can melt your hair or it can like burn your scalp. Mm. and that's a, that when that happens that's like that's not great you know because that can cause pretty bad scarring and it's just that it heats up so much that it becomes too hot to touch i think the consumer is becoming more aware of what ingredients are in their products these days anyway especially if you're going to to pay a premium price on hair color. Yeah, definitely. Now, a big ethos at your salons at Edwards & Co is that you produce future-proof color. So I wanted to know, what's the go with toners? Do you recommend that your clients use a toning product between colors or do you recommend any in particular? So like my personal preference is for clients not to come in for a toner for at least three months after their color. I personally don't think it's necessary but I do recommend uh, one of my favorite brands is Christophe Rabanne and they have the toning pots and there's, I think there's six different tones. So there's an, like an ash blonde, a golden blonde, a chestnut, an ash brown and a copper. And they are just so nourishing and so beautiful on the hair that I personally think that's all you really need. And then, you know, I think three months after that three months, you come into the salon for a proper gloss just to shadow out the root. So the color looks blended again. And then you go another three months before you have your highlights done again. And I guess that's where like the future-proof hair color comes from because I am a believer like 
why would you want to come in every six or eight weeks when you can come in three months, have your big color first, then in three months, just have like a touch, a gloss. And then three months after that, then have your highlights again. It's only being highlighted like twice a year, if that. Mm. And then you can like just top up at home with all these beautiful products. Yeah. And I guess that's also maintaining the health of the hair a little bit more, is it? Hands down. Like that's kind of why I coined the term future-proof hair color because I'm all about hair health. And I would prefer someone to have beautiful, healthy hair that's not quite as light as what they would really love rather than having like really light hair that's like snapping for, you know, (laughs) holding on to an inch of its life. Mm. Speaking (laughs) of blondes, what are the best ways to care for and maintain coloured blonde hair in particular? Because I know blondes probably have, that causes people probably the most grief as opposed to if you, you know, a brunette. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, firstly, there's condition. So it's really important that you're looking after condition. And like a few products come to mind with that, like the whole Virtue range has a 60KU keratin in it, um, which is incredible for healing hair. Then there's all of Olaplex, which is also incredible for healing hair. And then Redken, it has their pH bonder, which is a personal favorite of mine. That restructures the internal bonds of the hair. So using products that are specifically designed to heal and repair hair. And then the second problem is the tone, like maintaining the tone. So that's where the Christopher Barn um, toning pots come in handy because they have like an ash and a gold. And they're great because they have a five to 30 minute process time. So if you're feeling like you normally have ash blonde, but it's going to be brassy, you can leave that in for 30 minutes. And that will really help to fix the tone of your hair. Same with the golden blondes. So if you feel like your gold has gone too white, you can leave the golden blonde conditioner in for up to 30 minutes to put the gold back in. I would say they're the two like key areas where you really need to look after your blondes. Hannah, have you used those Christophe Raban tubs? Oh my God. Well, I actually have a question that I want to add on the end of this interview, Joe, if you don't mind. Yeah. Ab- about, <laughs> yeah, about I really, I'll, I'll just wait because I've got my own personal like <laughs> issue that I need dealt with. So, <laughs> all over. right. We'll leave your consultation to the end. <laughs> Thank <then>. you. <laughs> You've mentioned a few products there, but you actually introduced me to Virtue's Recovery Shampoo, which I've mentioned countless times on this podcast because you coloured my hair last December and I haven't had it coloured since and it still looks pretty good to me. No way. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had it done. It's still it's still looking fresh. And it's still blended, right? Yeah. It still looks blended. You're literally not allowed to get it redone at the moment. Yeah, though. no, I, I actually <laughs> cannot go back to Edwards & Co., but as soon as I can, I'm back there for a refresher. So I wanted to know if you have any other must-have products that you like to recommend to your clients because that one for me was just like a game changer. So if you've got any other secrets, we want to know them. Yeah, absolutely. So Virtue's just released their topical scalp supplement. So it's great for scalp health, um, but also for like regrowing new hair. I'm all about hair vitamins. I take hair hair vitamins myself. But this topical scalp supplement... Because the 60K keratin is great for your skin too. But it actually, my clients after one month have had new hair growth. And I, that's not even a, any word mm. of a lie. After one month of applying it every day, they have new hair, you know? And I think that's really amazing. And then, of course, like a must have is my J Dry Texture Spray. <laughs> no, I've used that as well. It is a good product. <laughs> yeah. Which doubles up as a texture spray and a dry shampoo. And it contains white cypress leaf to protect the like integrity of the scalp and the hair. So that's obviously a must-have in everyone's kit. You did mention hair supplements, though. Can you tell us what hair supplements you I use? I know. <laughs> I was just about to say which one. So I use 
two different ones. JS Health is a personal favorite of mine, the hair and energy one. I have, like, genuinely, my beard got thicker. Really? Wow. Like, is, all right, our beard's going to get thicker. <laughs> <laughs> After, like, I would say, like, six weeks of ha- using it, I was having to trim my beard so often. Wow. It was kind of crazy. I also use the apothecary. I'm using apothecary. Yeah. My yeah. hair feels unmanageably getting thicker. Like, I could get thicker hair, and it's starting to feel like... My hair is just like way too healthy that I'm not going to be able to manage so much <laughs> healthy hair. That's how I feel. Like how you feel about your beard. Like it's too much. <laughs> it's not a bad problem to have though. Like I feel like a lot of clients are coming in with like hair that is compromised and it's for so many different reasons, right? But I'm finding a lot of it is diet and people not actually eating the right foods to maintain the health of their hair. Because the reality is, if we don't start on the inside, it doesn't matter what we do on the outside, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, taking those types of vitamins, I think, are, like, really, really important. Yeah. Back to colour. Finding a really good colourist that knows exactly what you're after is sometimes, I think, a bit of a challenge for people. Do you have any tips for finding or choosing a colourist if anyone listening hasn't found the one yet? Absolutely. So, firstly, you should come to me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll sort you out every time. I think it's really important for people to do their research. If you're wanting a really ashy color, don't go to a hairdresser that only posts beautiful golden blondes, you know? So, or if you're wanting like a really vibrant red, don't go to a hairdresser that only posts blondes, you know? Do your research, understand what you're looking for, find that particular person that does that type of work. Because, you know, hairdressers, we have a general knowledge of all hair color, But what happens is we find an area that we love a lot and then we focus on that area. So that's the work we put out there. So if we have someone come to us and request something that we wouldn't normally do, you potentially might not get the result that you want, right? So it's really important that you do your research, find their Instagram page. And if the the work that they do looks like the hair that you want, then you found the right person. And also like it takes more than one visit to get to know a hairdresser. So you know, if you go there and like you love it, but you're not in love with it, that's okay. Give it a second and a third go. Cause I promise by the third go, you're probably going to be loving yourself stupid. When we talk about color, I feel like blonde is the first thing that everyone thinks about, but I am having like serious issues with my brunette hair. So just to give you, give you some context and actually what's, since I've started talking about it, I've had lots of brunettes messaging me, like they're beside themselves with the the red that's coming through. So I basically dyed my hair blonde about a year, a year and a half ago. So obviously like that part of my hair is blonde at the bottom. And then I got it dyed brown and then it went orange, as you can imagine. And so I ended up, don't judge me, I ended up box dyeing my hair um, (laughs) from that moment on because I didn't, I was just like, oh, no big deal. It'll just, but what's happened is that's actually, as a hairdresser told me, it's lifted the color so that now, now I can never get back to my natural color unless I grow it out. So I guess with the Christophe Raban, like the cool brown, I feel like people's definition of cool brown isn't my definition of cool brown because I like a super, super ashy, ashy brown. So I'm really finding this really a real challenge and I don't really know what to do because I'm not allowed to go to the hairdressers right now <laughs> and get their advice. So I've got you. What do you think? So this is my opinion. In Australia, we're being trained in a way that, like, teaches people how to de- do hair quickly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, that's not the right way. 
especially when it comes to brunettes. Brunettes are a personal favorite hair color of mine. And going into a hair salon and having them slap one color all over, and that is it, that is not the way to go for a brunette. If you don't want brass and you want cool, you have to highlight your hair out first, lift it out past yellow, all the way past yellow, and then put the brown that you want back in. That's the only way you won't get brass or orange. And like, I swear by this method and it works for me every time. I have so many brunette clients and they never have a problem with brass. And it's because I lift out the brass first and then put the brown we want back in. Okay. And that's the same when, you, when you're blonde and then going back to brown. Got, slapping a color all over is not the answer. You have to like, you have to low light it and create dimension first. And that way you have more control over the color you're putting into the hair. I don't know why. I, I mean, I learned how to do that in LA when I was over there training. And it just, once I was shown, the penny dropped. And I was like, oh my God, it makes absolute sense. But for whatever reason, in Australia, we're taught to do things that don't take as long. But then you never get the result that you want, you know? Mm. Um, and I mean, the Christopher Ban Ash Brown won't really work. if It'll work a little bit, but it, not if the hair's very warm. Mm. You, do, you would need to leave it on for at least 30 minutes to see a significant difference. Oh, okay. So maybe I do need to, I've got the Evo Fabuloso one that is cool brown. Yes. So maybe I need to leave it on for a little bit longer. I'm having, I'm just. Yeah, I, the Evo one can be 20 minutes, I think. Okay. All right. Um, so just leave it on. Because I'm I'm finding that in, it, it's like I'm, like I've got red hair. Which you didn't intend to have. <laughs> I did. I didn't think it would upset me as much as it does, but it it's causing me like a lot of grief. Like I really, I just didn't think I cared yeah. this much, but I really do. <laughs> it's also because when you see those types of tones against your skin, you go, wait, that that, that doesn't suit mm. me. And that's kind of what's stressful. Yeah. I, like, I totally understand mm. why some women like absolutely lose their shit when they haven't got what they want with their hair color. Yeah. But it's like, well, now I don't look like me. It's changed my eye color. It's changed my skin tone. It's changed my brow color. Yeah. You know, and all those things are really mm. important. I get it. <laughs> it's so true that, like, it's so interesting because some girls look so good with that chocolatey hair. And for some reason, when I see myself with that chocolatey hair, I'm like, because my natural color is very ash, I'm like, why? It just does not suit me at all. Joe, do you agree with that? Or am I being a bit over the top? No, I went through a phase where I really liked cool tones in my hair, like a long time ago when I was lightening my hair. And then I kind of got used to having warmer tones because my hair throws a little bit brassy and I still tone it now because I have to, otherwise it would be like orange, but that's just what my hair does. So now I'm like more open to the warmth because I think that does look better on me and hairdressers did try to tell me that when I was going through that ash stage, but I totally (laughs) get you're like the opposite to me. You're like, I want the ash, the warm doesn't suit me. Whereas like I've kind of done the opposite circle, but I did want to ask actually one more question about purple shampoos or toning shampoos? Because we've talked a lot about the Christopher Barn tubs, which are more like a treatment. Do you recommend using a purple shampoo every time you wash your hair, say if you're like a blonde? I do recommend purple shampoos to some people, but I would definitely not recommend to use it every time. I would use it to every fourth or fifth wash. Two personal favorites of mine are the Eleven Keep Me Blonde Shampoo and also the Kevin Murphy Blonde Shampoo. The Eleven one is a lot stronger than the Kevin Murphy one. So only using it every like, yeah, fourth or fifth wash. And just remembering that those types of shampoos are not nourishing. Mm. They're going to dry your hair out. Yeah. So you've got to make sure that you follow up with a really 
um, restorative mask, like the virtue one would be awesome to follow up with for sure. Yeah. I'm so on the virtue bandwagon since you introduced me to that shampoo. I'm like obsessed with the brand now. It's so good. I didn't know anything about it before and then I tried it. I was like, this is the best. All right. Well, um, I think that's all the questions we've got for you today, Jay. But uh, if we have any more colour questions, we'll definitely get you back on. Thanks so much for the personal consult too. I very much appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, no problem. Of course. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So my product I didn't know I needed this week is the new Giorgio Armani Neo Nude True to Skin Foundation. Now, I think I've actually spoken about the Neo Nude range before. I think maybe the lip balm from that range has been one of my other PWD, KWN. So I really like light coverage, dewy finish, really natural looking skin. So I don't like full coverage foundations, even like sometimes medium coverage is a bit too much for me. But this foundation is stunning. Like I wasn't sure what to expect. I haven't tried it yet. I've got it ready to try. Yeah. Yeah. So Micah sent one to me and I wasn't sure if I was going to get one. I saw it going around on socials and I was like, oh, that looks amazing. But I wasn't really sure if I was going to get sent one. So it arrived in the mail. I didn't know it was coming and I was like, oh, yes. I got the shade 5.25 and luckily Micah, our category manager and I are usually the same shade. So if she picks her shade, it's usually my shade, which is great. So she sent it to me and I tried it the next day. And as soon as I put it on, actually, as soon as I squeezed it out of the tube, I was like, oh yes, this is for me. This is going to be a vibe. I'm going to love it. I put it on my skin, just use my fingers, no brush, no sponge, nothing, just my fingers. It glides on like a dream. Like it is stunningly like smooth and it just it almost just feels like a really lightweight moisturizer but it's really even no peeling nothing honestly it exceeded my expectations I really really and I'm not paid to say that I'm not paid by Giorgio Armani got a sample but not paid also great to note that they have numerous shades it does go up to quite a deep skin tone which I think is really important to note when it comes to foundations because a lot of foundations still are just not meeting the criteria of having enough shades or having a wide enough shade spectrum and I think they've done quite a good job with this foundation I think there's maybe 25 plus shades which is still pretty good a lot of brands have 40 but you know it's not you can't do that with every foundation, I guess, but still offering deep shades is really important and also really fair shades as well. So I think it'll be really easy to find your shade regardless of what skin tone you are. And, you know, with Giorgio Armani, it's the same with the Luminous Silk shades. Like they offer, like I'm using 5.25 and then there's like a 5.5 and there's like a 5.75 or something. So there is a ton of shades to choose from, but it gives your skin a beautiful finish, very dewy, very light coverage, it's not for anyone that likes a full coverage foundation because it definitely doesn't do that. But if you like a almost tinted moisturizer finish, then this is for you 100%. You'll love it. I can guarantee it. I think it would be a good walking date foundation. That's the first mm, thing that I thought. Definitely, I was like, definitely. this is a good foundation to wear on a walking date. Yeah. Pre-mask wearing, I went on a walking date and I had just done, I'd been doing like a video at home. And so I had like kind of quite like, not full makeup, but this, the guy said to me on the date, he was like, oh, um, 
I thought you did that. I said something like, oh, I was recording. He's like, oh, I thought you did that makeup for me. And I was like, oh, how oh. embarrassing. Like, oh, I would have been like, can we end this date now? That's oh, off-putting. Don't you feel like like on a walking date, like you want to put something on, but you don't want to like go heavy, yeah. heavy makeup. It's kind of not the right. Well, I think it's actually whatever you want to do, do it. But for me, yeah. I just want to. Yeah, to be honest, you know me, I probably wouldn't wear makeup at all. You um, don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I would definitely recommend this as a light coverage foundation, perfect for walking dates, as Hannah said, but you could also build it up with another foundation, like mix it in with another foundation if you wanted to. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a go. I'll let you know. All right. So as you know, I have been doing every Saturday night, I do like a different crazy makeup look. I was actually inspired by Clementine Ford's Luke Luke Downs. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Every time I see one of her crazy like colored makeup looks, I then I'm like, oh, I want to do that. A couple of weeks ago, I did like a, it's kind of like a pinky orange eye. And then I, do you remember that pink lipstick that I lost? Yes. The Laura Mercier one. Yeah, and I've been trying to replicate yeah. that lippy because Laura Mercier like did a relaunch, so they don't even have that exact lip- lipstick. I didn't know the name. I didn't know the colour. I was yeah. devastated. Anyway, I found like the exact, like a match that is really similar. What is it? It's the Matte Cosmetics Powder Kiss Liquid Lip Colour in A Little Tamed. Ah, okay. The only issue is that my dad knocked it off the table and it smashed open. So thanks to yeah. <laughs> so it's a liquid lip. It's not a it's not a bullet lipstick. It's a liquid lipstick. But it's matte. It's also not dry or cakey. It's like your pink skin tony colour, but but nicer. Yeah. I remember that Laura Mercier one. It was almost like a um it's like a dusty pink. Dusty pink, I would yes. say. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Really beautiful. Yeah, I loved that lipstick. But I do, I should probably tell people that I use the MAC lip liner as well with that colour. Which colour do I use? Saw. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Link will be in the episode notes if you're interested. Yeah. I tried to do my own lash lift the other night, which went really well, to be honest. I was a bit concerned that I was going to blind myself, but it actually ended up going okay. But God, I'm just hanging out for clinics and salons to reopen. Like, are you just hanging out to have like your hair done or like your lash (laughs) lift or... No, I'm no? I'm hanging out for borders opening. Oh, and this is yeah. <laughs> this is going to seem really sad because I was ha- on a walk with a friend last night and I was like, "Oh, I've just been checking in with what's happening with Thailand." She's like, "You are crazy. Like you, every time I speak to you, you have a new update on Thailand." Yeah. Um, I don't know that I don't know that we're going to be able to travel internationally for a while. <laughs> I've got Google alerts like oh. <laughs> I feel bad because I feel like it's going to be like another year. <laughs> From what I read, they're doing, look, it keeps changing, but it was, you could do a three-month visa that could be extended twice uh, for nine months. Why don't you just go over for three months? We could, we could still um, do the podcast. You know, well, I mean, this is probably like a bit of an announcement to my boss. Like, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't. Uh, hey, Dan, Hannah's moving hey, to Dan. Thailand. Uh, <laughs> we thought this would be the best way to tell you. So here it is. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, can we really quickly do a bit of a shout out to Dan? Just before we finish. What are we shouting out about? I put up this Instagram post of like my 10 McDonald's orders on Uber Eats in a week. (laughs) And then I said, yes, I blame you, Dan. 
And Joe comments on the Instagram post, blame Dan for what? That looks like a bloody good week to me. And I go, Dan Andrews is obviously responsible for my lack of self-control. And Dan, my our boss, <laughs> got wrote back, phew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the best. I just loved it. Dan, uh, if you're listening, I'm just joking about Thailand if yeah. you didn't realise. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.